the, the prophet Joel said this. He said that you are to rend your heart and not your garments. Rend your heart, not your garments. And what he was referring to was in the day, their culture would be that they would, that they would as an act of, a, as a sign of contrition, that they would tear their garment. And, and what started as a, a really, um, just an, an organic thing, right? A natural thing had become a ritualistic thing. It was, a, it was an expression of the mind, not a demonstration of the heart. It's what, it's what so much of, of church has become, and it's the reason why so often we miss it. Because the vast majority of the decisions that you make, in fact, researchers tell us this, they tell us that over 90% of the decisions that you make and all of the major decisions in life are made emotionally and backed up logically. Now, there are many people in the room this morning when you hear that. There are many people that are watching via media when you hear that, that you want to, you want to discount it. In fact, if we were having a dialogue, you, you would want to debate it. But friends, can I tell you, research proves that it's true. Neuroscience proves that it's true. That you make your decisions emotionally and you back them up logically. That's the reason why turn on the television and watch a commercial. Watch a commercial for blue jeans and you'll notice they never mention the jeans. When was the last time that you saw a commercial for a car that told you anything about the features of the car? The gas mileage. In fact, the only commercials that give you any information, that give you any facts and figures, are the disclaimers they have on the prescription medications that they want to sell you for conditions you don't have. Right? And what they do is they show you this couple walking along the beach and then they'll list all these horrific side effects and you don't think anything about the side effects. What's your mind caught up in? It's caught up in the emotion of those people walking along the beach. We make decisions emotionally and we back them up logically. That should come as no surprise to us because it's the way that God has wired us. He's wired us to be people of the heart. This is the reason why the enemy finds it so easy to hold you prison in moments of your past that you can't get out of. It's these, it's these situations in life, these seasons that you found yourself in that have an emotional hold on you. And the simple truth is this, is, is we could get together and we could talk about the issues that bring you to that emotional disposition. We can talk about the circumstances that surround the frustration that lives on from a situation that happened a long time ago. And we could give all kinds of different rational reasons why you should step out of that private pain and step into the peace and joy that God has for you. And yet all the explanation in the world doesn't set you free. All of the knowledge in the world doesn't bring peace. Why? Because 
you were hardwired by God to be a person of the heart. Let me say this again. You were hardwired by God to be a person of the heart. And what happens is this. We will we'll connect to God, we'll connect to church, and we'll think, if, if I do the right things, right, show up for church, get involved in activity, get involved in ministry, uh, contribute financially, dress appropriately, if I avoid the wrong things, if I don't smoke, dance, drink, chew, don't hang around with those that do, then life will work. And yet, that approach fails miserably, doesn't it? It fails miserably because the issue is not a moral issue. The issue is not a behavioral issue. It's not an ignorance issue. We don't, need, we don't need people to explain to us what sin is to know that it's sin. Amen? It's the reason why when Paul wrote the epistle to the Romans and, 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 and by the, through, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, this prophetic message to us, that it, he says this. He says, those who know the Scripture are without excuse. But he said, those who don't know Scripture are also without excuse. Why? Because this, this understanding of who God has designed us to be, called us to be, that it's inherently known within us. It's not a knowledge problem. It's a heart problem. It's not a knowledge problem. It's a heart problem. This is why David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Don't, don't take your spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. The enemy loves to get you caught up in the logic center, all right? And get you captivated by the logic center, all the while having you be a prisoner of the emotion. And God wants you to live free. Let me say that again. God wants you to live free. God wants to give you a new heart. 
In fact, you picked a great day to be at Calvary because we're, we're starting a new series, a new, new sermon series. For the next seven weeks, we're going to talk about state of the heart living. Because here's what I'm confident of. I'm confident of this, that the disposition of our heart will determine the depth of our relationships. It will determine the length of our success or our effectiveness. It will be what defines the relationships that we have. And it will also be that which determines our destiny. It's the heart. It's the heart. Jeremiah wrote this. He said that the, <laughs> that the heart is deceitfully wicked and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The heart, he says this, the heart is at its basic core, it's defective. That's true. The heart at its basic core is, is defective. On a, on a spiritual level, we are all born with a congenital heart defect. A congenital heart defect. A congenital heart defect. That's a heart defect that you're, that you're, that you're born with. The interesting thing about congenital heart defect is this: is that the vast majority of the time we don't know why. We don't know why the heart defect is there. Now, when we think about the. The spiritual heart, we know why it's there, right? Because mankind is born into sin. It goes all the way back to the origin of mankind. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. And you and I, friend, we are born into sin. And because of that, because we're born in this flawed state, we have this congenital heart defect. It's easy for it to go unnoticed. Nineteen ninety-eight. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, I had the opportunity to meet a gentleman who was, at the time, one of the biggest names in professional sports in America. Uh, he was referred to as the Minister of Defense, which was an interesting name for him. It made him sound like he was just this nice man. Um, and he, well, off the football field, he was a nice man, but on the football field, he had no problem just crushing his opponents into a fine powder. A gentleman by the name of, of Reggie White. And uh, I got to know Reggie White because Reggie White's agent, uh, I had the opportunity to re lead Reggie White's agent, a gentleman by the name of Vasil Yagovich, had the opportunity uh, to lead him into relationship with the Lord. 
And, and through Vaso, had the opportunity to meet Reggie White. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I, I shook his hand. Peter, when I shook Reggie White's hand, it was like my hand, like if my hand were a baby's hand. Man, his hand just wrapped all the way around. I was like, I do not want to make this gentleman mad because uh, he is just this massive, just, just brute of a guy. A gentle giant, but a brute of a guy. He, he was this quintessential physical specimen. December 26, 1994, Reggie White, appearing to be the picture of health, slipped from time into eternity. He had this unknown heart condition. He wasn't the first of my sports heroes that had this happen. Uh, I grew up during the days of a guy by the name of Pistol Pete Maravich. Anybody else remember him? He was phenomenal. He was a, 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 an all-American basketball player from LSU. Let me tell you why I like Pistol Pete. I appreciate the diversity of our room. I appreciate the diversity of this congregation. But let me tell you one of the many reasons why I like Pistol Pete, because he was a white guy that could play basketball, right? And uh, they say white men can't jump. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, I could jump. At 53, not so much. But I love watching Pistol. The guy was amazing. At 40 years of age, he's playing a pickup basketball game with James Dobson and some of the staff from Focus on the Family. And there on the basketball court, he drops dead. An unknown heart defect that he had had since birth, congenital. Congenital means you've had it since birth. Sometimes these heart issues are seen very quickly. Sometimes it takes years for them to surface. But make no mistake, they're there. You know what the most common heart defect is? It's a hole in the heart. It's a hole in the heart. And today we gather together and if we had the ability to to do a spiritual cardiogram and a spiritual arteriogram, what we'd find is this, is that we'd find that for so many of us, we have this hole in the heart. And we don't understand exactly everything about it. There's there's parts of it that that are not understandable. It's also difficult to grasp, but it's unfixable. Now, what we'll do is in our in our humanness, and especially in our in our in our in our in our in our Western cultural mentality, because we're convinced that we can fix anything. What we'll do is this, is we will, we'll put all kinds of things into our life to try to fix that hole in our heart. Some of you are here this morning, and what you've done is you've tried to fix this hole in your heart through, through, through earthly relationships. And you've bounced from one relationship to the next, and it, it doesn't fix the hole in the heart. In, in fact, all it does is every time one of those relationships fails, it makes 
the reality of the hole in your heart that much more pronounced. Some of you, some of us, we, we try to fix the hole in our heart through, through achievement. It started in grade school where you were driven to be the fastest runner. You were driven to be the fastest jumper. You were driven to be the best artist. You were driven to be the highest regarded scholar. You were driven to be the top of your class. You were driven to be highly recruited out of college. And you're driven in your career. And you, you sit in church this morning and you're thankful for the respite that church brings every Sunday. But when you leave here and you face the reality of the outside world, you deal with this hole in your heart. Oh, for some of you, for some of us, it's, it's trying to fill the hole through experience. And not always, listen, not always negative experiences either. Oftentimes when we talk about filling the hole in our heart with experience, we'll talk about filling the hole in our heart with experience with parties and drugs and things of that nature. Why? Because that's real popular for preachers to talk about. But listen, we'll try experiences that really have a positive connotation with them as well. I want to experience all that the world has to offer. I want to see all that, all that nature makes available. I go from church move to church move to church move to church move to church move. Chasing the supernatural, chasing the Holy Ghost experience because I've got this hole in my heart. And so I try to fill it with stuff. I try to fill it with accomplishments. I try to fill it with activity. I try to fill it with relationship. And nothing seems to work. You know why? Because it's unfixable. The heart is unfixable. This is the reason why God says over and over again, I will give them a new heart. The only hope for you today, the only real solution for you today is a heart transplant. David said, create in me a clean heart. God, let there be a new work in me that is a pure heart. I will give them a heart to know me. And that's what God wants to do this morning. He, he wants to give you a heart to know him. It's there on the wall. I will give them a heart to know me. That cannot happen if we don't surrender the heart that we have to him. That's why Joel got it so right in Joel chapter 2 when he says, rend your heart, not your garments. Quit trying to please God. Quit trying to be good enough. 
Quit trying to achieve on your own accord. Because really, it's, it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. And everything, everything connects to that. Our ethical challenges go back to the heart. Our moral breaches go back to the heart. Even if you'll allow me to tread on this dangerous ground, even what we do in stewardship is about the heart. You know, whether or not you're obedient to God and returning the tithe to Him and bringing your offerings this morning, it's not a financial decision. It's not an intellectual decision. What you do today is going to be determined by the heart. And here's what's fascinating to me. It's not a It's not a once for all kind of thing. Because you know what I've discovered about me? And I'll bet you're somewhat like me. That I regularly find myself in a place in life where there are circumstances in my day that poke holes in my heart. It's a, it's a battle. Someone that I trust dearly will betray me. Right? We're, we're, I'm not alone here, I know that. I think I'm in a safe place, and yet, in the midst of what should be a safe environment, I'm mistreated and attacked. A decision that really makes sense goes horribly wrong. And my heart is bruised, my heart is broken. That's why it's so important to understand this idea that God's mercies are new every morning. That this idea of renewing at heart level that it's, an, that's a, that it's an ongoing thing. I 
I'll tell you one of my favorite aspects of what God has done in this service so far was watching a dad come and kneel and then watching his sons come kneel beside him. Those boys had no idea why they were down here. It wasn't a logical decision for them to come forward. It was heart. They came, they sat by their dad. Their dad was here worshiping, arms lifted. They came, they sat by their dad and they lifted their arms. I guarantee you, if you were to engage in a theological discussion with these young boys, they cannot explain to you why they did what they did. They just knew in their heart it was something that they had to do. And yet, as adults, we somehow we, we lose sight of the heart, we get caught up in our head, and we find ourselves stuck in moments we can't get out of. And it's all because of this this congenital heart defect. And and that's why I, I love I love what Jeremiah twenty four says. It says this. I will give them a heart. And notice this, it's, it's, it's on the wall over here. I will give them a heart. And it's not just give them a heart, that I will give them a heart to know me. I will give them a heart to know me. If, if they return to me. Not if they clean up their act. Not if they develop a healthy uh, uh, theological disposition. Not if they'll stop doing all the bad things that they're doing. I will give them a heart to know me. If you return to me, I will return to you. And and here's the, the fascinating thing even about that is it's the Holy Spirit that draws us, right? That woos us. Scripture uses that term, woos us. I love that term. Victor, did you ever woo someone? Right? Wooing, that's, that's you being overt and pursuing connection, relationship. Well, see, that's what God does right? Paul, Paul describes it very well in Romans 5.8 when he says, God demonstrated his love towards us and that while yet we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The links to which the God goes to woo you, friend, is significant. It's significant. And he's brought you here today to give you a new heart. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.